the kid just wants to have the dad in, in, in their life in some way. Mm. And so if you're aiming for perfect, you never quite get there. Just try to be a little bit better one day at a time. Mm. Making new friends, learning not to drink for, for those folks that are dealing with that. Finding other ways to be happy. That's Dr. Chris Celio. I'm your host, Jared Lestrange, and you're listening to episode 35 of The Super Dad Show. Congratulations. This is your year. You're becoming a dad. There's nothing to fear. There's a bun in the oven, a baby on the way. You will find yourself preparing each day. You bought the crib, you set it up right, and you fought to get the car seat in tight. You'll read up and down books, read them over with care. About most you will say, I won't remember what's in there. With that bun in the oven and daddyhood on the way, you're not sure if you'll do even okay. Yet you'll aim for great, you'll raise them upright. Mistakes you may make, perhaps 2.4 a night. It's easier there when you accept you'll err. Out there, just be yourself. And remember back before the bun in the oven, before this daddyhood track. At each new experience, don't rush it, don't stress, just enjoy the fun, and then clean up the mess. Oh, the daddy you'll be. You'll learn to hold newborns, you'll track your kids' bowels, you'll join those cold parents who talk more in vows. You'll figure it out, you'll take all the classes, you'll learn the secrets that help raise the masses. When your child comes, you'll be best of the best. When your turn comes, you'll parent with zest. Except when you won't, because at times you don't. You might not believe it, but surely it's true that spit-ups and throw-ups will happen to you. You can get all worried, though you try with your might, that your baby will grow without growing up just right. So each tiny small worry can grow to a big fear that you messed up their future and other parents will sneer. (laughs) But remember, parenting is supposed to be fun, yet on worrying yourself is not easily done, says... Dr. Chris Celio, did I say that right? Celio, yeah. Celio, who joins us today on the Super Dad Show for episode 35. Thank you for being here with us today. Great, thank you. So, Chris, that is an excerpt from a book called Oh, the Daddy You'll Be, and it is a parody of... Places You'll Go. That's right, by Dr. Seuss. So, look, can you tell us, for starters, where did the inspiration come from for this book? When I was a new dad, I knew how to make a bottle and how to change a diaper. And I knew all the things you're supposed to do. But I've always been a person who's more inside my head than, than just talking just for the fun of it. Hmm. And I, I, I was home with our daughter about half the time for about a couple of years. And I didn't really know how to just talk to her when she wasn't talking back. So I would read these books over and over again to try to get myself talking. And we, we would have a lot of fun doing a lot of games and and it, at some point I just started to make up different words and certain books were larger challenges like trying to make up words to, to Dr. Seuss is, is really hard but I, I decided since as a person who thinks about their inner experience a lot you know let's talk about what it's like to be a dad and and as we did it it got more and more fun and it seemed to to go along that that book all all, all the places you'll go isn't just about a positive experience of life. It's about the ups and downs of life. And of course, mm-hmm. it ends up in a, in, a, in a pretty good place. And so I thought that this would be a great way to talk about being, being a daddy. It, it was the most exciting and most challenging thing that I had ever done. 
And, uh, you know, my little baby, she, we would make up new words. We would, we would have fun with it. And she would, would, would giggle along with the weird new words or, or phrases. So when we got them printed, um, reading them to her was, was a really exciting moment. Beautiful. Of course, now, Beautiful. now she's older and she can read them back to me, which is just crazy. That is great, isn't it? And you've got a number of other books uh, that you've written as well along the same lines. Can you tell us what they are? Yeah, so I've got Good Goodbye Man Cave, which is a fun a fun one that, that shows a, <laughs> a man's man cave, you know, changing from all the different fun stuff you have in a man cave to a nursery. And that's from that, Good Goodbye Moon, isn't it? Which I've read myself. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> and that one is very popular. The kids love it, but it's just a drag to read. So that was uh, a fun one to make up a story mm. for. Uh, I, I wrote some, um, some, some fiction. One's called Monster Words. It's, it's about bullying. It's about these, these monsters that, that come around and kind of helps kids um, understand what, 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 it's, what it's like to be teased. Mm. Uh, Got one called The Day Andrew Lost His Imaginary Friend about the idea of like, wait, I'm having a second kid. What's the first kid's experience going to be like when there's all of a sudden mm. this second kid? Mm-hmm. Probably the most, the best book that, I, that I've done is The the Very Expensive Baby. It's a parody of The Very Hungry um, Caterpillar. <laughs> and it's it's quite true on how expensive these darn kids are. And it looks just like Eric Carl drew it too. We, we found a great person to, uh, wow. draw, to draw that one. Wow. So I guess you talked about how um, the trials and tribulations, you know, we can, we can feel rather alone and, and um, you were looking for ways to, you know, communicate and, and start really talking with your, with your daughter. Um, did you have dads that you were talking to around this time as well? Did you have a good social network around you? It took me a while to go find some some great dads. Uh, at first, I wanted all my old friends to come along this journey with me, but a lot of my best friends had had stayed off in their um, college towns, and so for a while, I kind of wanted to keep life as 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 much the same as as possible. Um, so it took about a year or a year and a half <clears throat> to really accept other dads into mm. my um, you know parenting life and. Mm. Uh, once once I did that, we 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 had a great time with a, a dad softball team. Mm. Over about five seasons, I think we won a total of four games. Uh, <laughs> but it was it was awesome. We would you know the, 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 our kids would come. They grew up watching us lose, so whenever they would be afraid in sports, we'd be just like, "Hey, you know, us dads, we never win, so just go have fun." Then we would run the uh, bases with them, you know, afterwards mm. and. Uh, these little toddlers in this big softball field. It was, it, 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 it was great. Now, uh, for our listeners, uh, you're not just, uh, you know, uh, just someone who's decided to go out and write books. You've actually um, come from a psychology background. Can you tell us about this? Um, yeah. This experience that you have, I saw online that you've worked with a lot of at risk teenagers as well. Um, yeah, tell us about your your career history. Sure. So I was uh, I went to get my doctorate in psychology because I wanted to work with kids, and I loved it. and And I did get a chance uh, to work with them. And, and 
I guess I'm always kind of making new stuff and it's a way for me to process what, what I'm doing. But some of those kids I made up um, therapy board games. Some of them were okay. Some, some, some of them I kind of left behind. Uh, but I, I really, I really love that. But in America in around 2008, when I, when I graduated, um, you know, there, there were no jobs. And so I just stayed where, where, where I was because I, I loved the workplace. So that meant that I end, I've ended up working for the last 10 years with adults suffering from serious me, um, mental illness. Okay. So folks who don't want to live or folks who are seeing things, you know, folks who might be um, ex, experience um, mania. And I've found that I can bring that same kind of childlike work into that field. And, and it still works as a way to um, connect and find ways for hope and, and healing. Mm. Mm. Uh, a good handful of folks I'm working with right now, uh, it was drugs and, al- and alcohol that ended their um, real, real, real relationship with their children. For the ones that I'm working with, they were trying to self-medicate around you know, hearing voices or um, mania or being um, depressed, you know, mm. things like that. Mm. Um, but in terms of like why they lost the family that that was usually what happened and so we're doing a lot of work to try to help them get back into their kids lives i mean what you're doing with uh with dads i guess assisting them to overcome these things and get back to their family can you tell us more about how you're actually doing that specifically i mean how do you coach someone who is um you know right in the midst of drug and alcohol addiction and and suicide and and um, mental health issues to develop themselves to be able to see their kids more. You know, it's interesting, but for for a lot of these dads, the first the first step is to kind of for, forget about the kids. There's always this like I have to be perfect to get back to my kids. I have to do this to get back to my kids. Um, I found that they just have to do it for themselves first, mm-hmm. and then. And then they can become the dad that, that they want to be. Mm. Um, yeah, the kids are the motivation, but they keep thinking about this idealized form of themselves. And until they get to that idealized form, that they 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 can never be the dad that they could deserve. Mm. When I actually, you know, there's actually a, a point along the way where you can become good enough, and the kid just wants to have their dad in, in, in their life in some way. Mm. And so, if you're aiming for perfect, you never quite get there. Um, and it's easier to fall off of that, you know, high, high platform if you're aiming for perfect. But if you just try to be a little bit better, if you just try to work on making yourself uh, better, and it doesn't have to be to, to learn parenting skills, at least not in the beginning, but just like, you know, one day at a time, hmm. making new friends, learning not to drink for, for those folks that are dealing with that, you know, uh, finding other ways to be happy. Also, finding ways to be happy when you're bored. You know, so many, so so many folks are still looking to kind of relive old crazy times. That uh, and, but it's actually the quiet, the quiet moments when we can be our, our most happy. When you can actually be in a more honest view of yourself. Mm. And so, those are some of the steps. You know, just trying to be your best, not not be perfect be okay with quiet moments and not shoot to be like a millionaire or a perfect dad or something. 
Mm-hmm. And from there, you know, you can kind of get back in your kid's life faster usually, easier not to fall. And especially for some of them, it's making new friends. And best way to make new friends is is to get back in your kid's life and embrace the other dads. You know, that's a great new group of folks that have different patterns than your, your old friends. Mm. And then, you know, to be honest with them, um, most dads... Will maybe plan a night out drinking because they think that's what everyone wants. So if they know someone that can't really do that, then it's something else. You know, our softball team that never won, we were also the most uh, non-drunk team. We just decided that alcohol wasn't going to be part of, of our softball team, mm-hmm. and we had a blast and got kicked out of games less than most other teams. You know, <laughs> uh, you just have to kind of set up a good, a good, healthy friendship um, base with you. And, and other supports, and that's the that's the the best way there. Yeah. Uh, but the but the clients that come in saying, "Okay, I'm I have to get back to my kids today," you know, or this is only for them. Then those are the ones I know have maybe the farthest to 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 um, grow first. Um, oftentimes, that first step is on is on Facebook, you know, and and they, this 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 idea of how 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 do I stay in contact with my child often. Uh, the folks I'm working with, the kids are now um, um, ad- adults, and so that means there's no court in the way. But then there's this this loss of time that they don't know how to um, you know make up for. Sure. And so, and they feel bad about themselves or about this lost time, and so they don't know how to start. And oft- oftentimes, you just have to start. You have to mm-hmm. start somewhere, you know. Mm-hmm. So working with them to find that way to get back into their their kids' lives. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's a, you know, for some of them, it's been a great way to keep the hope, keep working on themselves, um, stay, stay, stay alive, stay, stay, and stay on track. Mm-hmm. I like that because from what I've read, um, you know, if a child has a father figure in their life, they grow up more confident, more ambitious, more competent, more self-reliant, um, and less susceptible to peer pressure. But on the other hand, if they don't have a dad in their life, um, they're 32 times more likely to run away, five times more likely to commit suicide, nine times more likely to drop out of high school, two and a half times more likely to become a teen parent, 37% more likely to abuse drugs, twice as likely to live in poverty and twice as likely to commit a crime. You've done a lot of research into this area and the, and the effect on children um, growing up in um, fatherless homes. Yeah, and it's it's something that we need to um, have um, compassion for our, our dads that aren't able to be there with their their children because there 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 are moments when sometimes life takes a left turn. But when they're able to come back into the kids' lives, they need support. They they need hope. Uh, all of us need a, a, a support system. Mm-hmm. You know, we need people who um, believe in us. We need other men who don't believe that that manhood is going out and drinking because there's a lot of uh, there's, a, there's a lot of dads who can't take one sip and still be in in, in their their kids' lives. Yeah, have, yeah. You know, guys that can come together and just watch a stupid movie or something. You know, mm-hmm. and it it and and, and that way we can. Uh, you know, stay with our our children. Um, men 
oftentimes take up certain parenting stances, certain roles in, in the family mm-hmm. that sometimes are fulfilled by, by others. But the way that we've all been raised, we have a kind of a common role in our kids and our kids need, our kids need that. Yeah. Do you think that um, connecting dads together online can have a similar effect in them feeling supported as having a meetup group face to face? Yeah. And I think it actually works better. You know, a lot of men aren't going to share their feelings out loud and that's, and that's sad. Um, but that's who are men right now. And so we're all kind of uh, used to t- talking online and, 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 and sharing our, our, our feelings online. We can be more vulnerable online right now. And I think that is fantastic. What, what super dads is is doing for the men it's it's really a a group that is not just about complaining about wives a, a lot of dads groups out there i, I joined them and, and and i left them it's just like mm. oh women are bad or something like that but this mm. is really true depth work that you've um, inspired with, with this group thank you and th- those are th- you know I, those are things that women do from the start as a <clears throat> As a dad, I got a chance to be in a, in a mommy's group for the first year of my daughter's life. Okay, mm-hmm. I was the only dad in in this group, but my wife was working, and on the day it was, and I and I wasn't, so I went to this group for a year, and I found out that yeah, women have these instincts that they're born with, but also society has taught them to go to mommy's groups, and they bring in all these experts, and they lose, they learn all these expert things. And dads were told to go back to work. Who would want to go to a mommy's group or, you know, a mm. of any of any kind? Mm. And, I, and, and I learned so much. And uh, right now, if, if the best form of most dads will come, you know, and do that is online, then, then let's do it. Yeah. Hopefully in, 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 in the future, it can be more of an in-person mm. um, experience. Mm. And, you know, I guess I look back on my own experience, um, I was friends at the age of 22 with a uh, with a single mother who, whenever I would enter into her home with her two children, she had um, she had bipolar. Um, she um, found these kids extremely difficult to manage herself, and I found myself coming from a good home, being quite judgmental on on her parenting, and so I ended up deciding, look, I. I can't go on with these judgments. I need to actually get more educated on parenting myself and I'd love to enroll her into the program. So I got her into a triple P parenting program. And I went away, I went along on a separate night to her and, you know, I stepped into that program as a young 22 year old, you know, years before wow. I became a dad myself. Um, and, uh, and then since then I've done the one, two, three magic, program and the and the circle of security program which are very popular over here in australia and just being on this journey to i guess become the best dad i can be by understanding the developmental stages um acting not reacting to the behaviors of my children um and and really just learning how to come from a place of education because i know that my parents did a great job with me, I was very, very blessed to have good parents, and a lot of people don't have that. 
However, um, I still look back on things that they've that they've done and said, and the ways that they were parented themselves, which came across to me. And yes, I think there's always room for improvement as parents. So, for me, I guess a, a, a dad um, who steps into our group and what I've really tried to accomplish inside of there is to really develop a man's growth mindset to the point where they don't settle for how their parents have parented them or, you know, I've, I've had it said to me by another psychologist that uh, we either parent the way we were parented ourselves or almost the complete opposite, <laughs> you know. Um, so I just think there's so many great experts out there. No, they don't have that personal relationship with our children. There's no manual that is going to be specific to our child we're always going to know them the best and yet there are so many core things that um that if we are connected to what our family values are if we're connected to strong principles if we are choosing to step up and be a good role model and as you said you know a lot of these dads have lost their relationship with their children due to drug and alcohol addiction, um, we need that support there. We need that education there. And that's what I've tried to create with our group and, and will continue to endeavor to do. So, yeah, look, I guess, what, what does it mean to you to be a super dad? I'm, I'm really connecting into that at the moment. Um, you've been around the, the group for a long time now. Do you, uh, do you have an idea of what it means to you? For me, it, it means uh, from right what you you were just saying trying trying to grow on on purpose instead of just going with each moment and then you know just seeing what i can make up in that moment i found mm -hmm. that when i have a plan uh it's really easy to be a dad and when i'm not thinking about it when i'm stressed from work when i when, when i'm tired when i think that ah they'll be fine i'll just figure it out when i get there uh those are those are the hard moments, and it's really easy just to repeat old old patterns of mind, or to say things that you know are wrong, but in the moment mm. you can't get something better. Uh, but as as you said, there are a tremendous amount of uh, resources, and the great thing is there's thousands of books out there, and thousands of styles, and thousands of classes. So you don't have to be forced into one model mm -hmm. and say yes, I'm going to do that, or no, I'm not going to do that. You can just keep finding yeah. the one that works for you. Yeah, absolutely. I, I'm reading uh, No Drama um, Discipline right now, which is based from psych and on looking at the brain of, of our children and, and how mm. we can uh, discipline to a higher level. And that word, even discipline, means to to teach, to follow, and it doesn't mean to be mean and make them do what we want, mm. Mm. right? And and it, it, you know. The writers of that book really kind of uh, dumbed it down for all of us in terms of like, you know, you're expecting a five-year-old that to to like act perfectly all the time. Well, then why can't you, as the parent, act perfectly all the time? Mm -hmm. And then so if you're going to mm -hmm. say, well, yeah, I screw up, so of course my five-year-old mm -hmm. is, is is going to screw up. Yeah. So my my view of being a super dad is is exactly what you said: always trying, always learning. Um, you know, and that also means scheduling time for myself, mm -hmm. you know, being in those sports leagues to, to, uh, just having kind of a dad's night out or, you know, 
making sure to still see the movies that I, I want to see and not just all the BPG movies. You know? <laughs> uh, mm. I, finding time for my wife and I to go out, you know, making sure we always have a couple of babysitters so we can be, you know, flexible when a, a night actually um, appears where, where we can get, get out. All, all, all those things that, that, that take care of myself my um, real um, relationship will help my kids um, grow up, up better. Yeah, absolutely. And do you have a core set of personal values that you live your life by? Honesty is basically the, the best core value that there is. If you can be honest with yourself, if you can be honest with your partner, if you can be honest with your kids. You don't really have to live a life of lies. You don't really have to pretend you're not who you are. If you're not good at something, that's okay. If your kids see you struggle, that's pretty fantastic. If you're not trying to be fake, your kids don't try to be fake. It doesn't have to go beyond that. Much more complicated than just being honest. Do you um do you have any advice or, or sort of insight from what I shared about the future direction of Super Dads? from what you know of the group? Cause I actually, um, I searched for you in the group. I, I, I knew we weren't personal friends and then I sort of saw that it was, I think it was 2017 that you actually joined the group. I, I joined a lot of dad's groups back then. It's just something that I felt the calling for. Yeah. Uh, I, I stopped. Then I saw most groups, as I said, most groups are, it's, it's a lot of, uh, dad's complaining about wives and luckily that's not what your site is hmm. um but i think my overall experience was that okay these groups are not the same kind of guys as me right i'm not i'm not looking to come on here and complain about wife like 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 water cooler talk at work you know back in the 50s or something hmm. um and so that's one reason i stopped looking into dad groups and then the other reason was uh it's about when like soccer coaching started you know and, and things yep. like that uh, all mm-hmm. these different phases of life are pretty exciting yeah so i think i was looking for something and then life kind of t- took a left turn yeah, yeah um, sure. so i haven't i haven't checked out the group too much recently but going back in there it's exactly what i think these, these groups should be you know, allowing men to be emotional growth focused people and not just um, complainers or workers or mm. Bean counters or something. So it's it's a great um, base you have there of guys really connecting at a deeper level. And so you know, I don't have any advice. I haven't sold any of these books. I, I know that, that I, I I love them and I'll put some time into them. And I hope to miss this other book. But you know, monetizing passion, even when it's good for the world, is not something I know how how to do it in this you know new 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 age. But you've got the right people, and you're 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 listening to the right people, and you're a guy who can talk about cool stuff and emotional stuff and growth focused stuff. So you'll you'll make it happen. Yeah, thanks, man. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And Chris, I understand that uh, you've written a book to help dads through pregnancy as well. Can you tell us about that? Yeah, it's 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 not finished yet. But when we were pregnant, um, I got tired of all the books having such a low bar for the men that were reading the book. I mean, of course, these, these books, they say that they're written for the couple, but they're obviously written for the woman, and that's perfectly fine. It's your body that's going to change. But I, I wanted a book that spoke to me, and I wanted a book that would allow, that would have a higher bar, that there's one book out there that's, that's pretty popular for 
for women and it would have dad tips in there. And the dad tip would be like, this month, tell your wife she's still beautiful. Or like this month, rub rub her back. And these are great mm. pieces of, of advice. But if you only listen to the dad tips, you, you did absolutely nothing and your life is about to change. And I felt like there's there are ways that men can think, be emotionally involved in this journey with their with their partner and hopefully set them to, up to be more prepared and emotionally ready to take an emotional um, uh, journey along with this, this new kid coming out instead of just being the dad that's smoking out in the hallway of the, of the, the hospital, but to be right in there with her. Mm. So this, this conversation has inspired me to try to finish that book. Mm-hmm. So what you're really trying to do with a lot of this stuff is, um, I guess just allow dads to see that they're not alone. It is a challenging journey, but one of the most rewarding ones they will ever embark on as a dad. And there's not enough out there for new parents. So you're really trying to to fill that need in our in our world, yeah? Yeah, let's let's us dads be uh, you know, we're not gonna have the same role as women in this journey, but we have a pretty fantastic job role. Mm. And let's do it uh, mindfully. Absolutely. Absolutely. We are very important in a child's life as, uh, as we've covered on the show a little bit today as well. So let's continue to step up and, you know, be super dads and, uh, and yeah, show that alter ego of ours to the world. Awesome. If you love what you heard and you'd like to support the show, please go to www.patreon.com slash superdadsonline. If you are a dad and you are not part of our closed Facebook group yet where we continue these deep conversations, go across to Facebook and search for Super Dads Online. You'll hear me on the next episode of the Super Dads Show with our next guest. Thanks for listening.